0: Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White, and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Today, myself, Simon, and Danny Murphy look back on last night's FA Cup results and discuss whether or not Marcos Silva is in contention for being named manager of the season. We also ask if Romelu Lukaku has a future at Chelsea as they continue to struggle under Graham Potter. And Simon reacts to Conor Ben's lengthy social media statement. One of the many U-turns you've had to make, Simon, uh, is... On, in life. On, on Changes <laughs> of mind, you mean. A, cha- a change of Availing mind. Availing
1: yourself of new information and then having the propensity to change one's mind. That's is a, it? It's a, a, a trait. Wait, which a trait. you've come to do
0: on a semi-regular basis. No, but in all seriousness, Marco Silva, at one stage you weren't having him because, and you stick to this, yeah. some time ago you felt... Marco Silva was, was a bit naughty, seeing one thing and doing another.
1: I think I was right to say it at the time. I think he showed the characteristics of someone that looks beautiful. When you know you're talking to somebody that's pretending to be interested in you and you're looking over your shoulder at someone else that they're most, more interesting, you probably see that quite a lot. Um, um, Marco Silva was in that sort of space and I didn't like it. I didn't think it gave well, a Well, I think it left a bit of
2: taste in it when he. When he, he... He jumped ship, really,
1: from yeah, for final but it, wasn't, yeah. but it wasn't just the way that he jumped ship. It wasn't just the jumping ship, it was the way that he jumped ship at Watford. He pretty much downed tools, made it clearly to, evident to everybody he didn't want to be in a job that he'd been given after being there for three months. Some would say, well, Watford will do that to him anyway, but that's not the conversation I was having at the time. And if I carried that bias on and forever and a day refused to acknowledge the fact that the guy's doing a pretty decent job at Fulham and has perhaps seen the error of his ways and sees his future with Fulham until he's earned the right to move and he's in that territory now he's done a wonderful job for Fulham in a year 18 months time if he continues his wonderful job and a bar bigger club than Fulham comes along I wouldn't be saying well hang on a second you haven't got the right to do that I'd say well actually yeah. perhaps, you know, in anyone's life yeah. you get a chance to advance yourself Yeah, actually so with, hindsight,
2: with hindsight what he did at Everton doesn't look so bad now no true yeah yeah uh, Danny you
0: were there last night yeah. uh, but Fulham flying at the moment didn't get it all their own way you we were telling no. me this morning uh, Fulham now unbeaten in the last seven in all competitions last night they march on uh, in the FA Cup they're in the quarterfinal stages now for the first time since 2010 Legion Idol we'll talk about in a moment Danny super impressed by the scale of the lead support last night that's another matter mm. but Marco Silva flying and as I mentioned there in the introduction to this it's not out of line to even think that he could well be in contention for manager of of the season if they go even deeper in this tournament and continue to climb the Premier League. Marcus Silva, you bet he's happy. This is what I want, this is what we need and that's has to be our present and our future, we have to be stronger and everything what we have been doing is not because just 11 players, because our group is a really good group of players, the competition is hard. I feel now that as a group you are in our best moment of the season because everyone is getting in better form, everyone is getting better and better and better. Danny, what do you think? An saying shot at manager of the season?
2: Half a chance, depending on how things go from now till the end. But obviously, if Arsenal go and win it, and it'll be a clear decision for Arteta if Arsenal win the league. That's no doubt in my mind. Job done. But he's done a wonderful job because, for a few reasons, and we've talked about it on here, but it's it's worth repeating, I think he's, he's learned from lessons in the past his, his ability to vary the tactics, be flexible with what Fulham are doing, depending on the opposition. Uh, he's obviously been part of the recruitment this time which that, that previous two times Fulham came up the recruitment was really poor to, the first time and then pretty non-existent the second yeah this time they've found a really nice balance and all the players they brought in have it the ground running tremendous um he's right to point out the squad it hasn't just been 11 there's been there's been a bit of well I say strength in that the lads who who have been it come in when they've needed to have done well you know, even if you look at Solomon recently, he's got four in four. The young lads, his first start, scores great goals, doesn't he? Really, really yeah. good player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it gives William a little breather. Who's been exceptional, but there, mm-hmm. there's there's still a bit to go yet. You know, they don't want to fall away and and undo all that hard work. Yeah, of course, Court final of the cup, and you need a little, in the in the cup. You need a bit of luck, don't you? I mean. You know, if they was to draw Blackburn at home, you'd fancy them hugely. Or if you get if they get City away, all of a sudden, Wembley's out the window, you Right, think. it changes altogether. Um, not only Fulham, though, Simon,
0: Brighton reached the FA Cup quarterfinal for the third time in six years. Mm. Um, Deserby, sure, he's made an impact. Might they have a, a job holding on to him? Possibly. We'll see you about that in the fullness of time. But Simon, would a trophy go to prove that they can become more than a kind of stepping
1: stone club? Not necessarily. I mean, no. the trophy would be a wonderful achievement. <laughs> But it's not going. When we say stepping stone club, I mean the guy's come into English football. He's been here for five minutes. He's doing a good job. I think he's a long way away from being in a situation where anyone should be really looking at him. Anything other than doing a good job at Brighton. Right. We've just seen what a good job at Brighton. And looks like when you, move to, when you move him to Chelsea, a good job at Brighton doesn't mean that you've got the ability to do a big job at uh, a bigger club. But what he's doing is he's had the he had the 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 the, uh, the unadulterated fortune to pick up what was a very good side. Very rarely do you go into a football club as a manager mm-hmm. when you've got everything right. Everything was right there. Brighton was already hitting its straps. It was a bloody good football team. So he got the luxury of coming in and picking up Graham Potter's hard work and hard yards and a very organised and disciplined side. And the initial problem was could he translate his philosophy, his thinking over to certain players? Well, initially he couldn't because people like Trossard went off the reservation and didn't want to play ball with him in a certain way. But he's cleaned that house. And now Brighton are in good nick. But we'll see. We'll see. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White
0: and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Danny, Chelsea, seldom out of the news. Um, Silence is golden coming out of Chelsea this week in terms of what the hierarchy may or may not be saying. So one would think they're sticking to what they told me last week. In other words, Graham Potter carries on as the man in charge hmm. Does that surprise you Or do you think Nah I thought they'd do that
2: Yeah I think it would Be a shock If they were to get rid of him So quickly With with the circumstances Around what's gone on Yes he should have done better With the players he's got But there has been a lot of new players They've had the World Cup break Give him the benefit That you brought him in You paid good money To bring him His staff And give him till, you know, Let's see how it goes To the end of the season I, I think it's sensible Yeah um, Yeah I, I think there's things He could have done better in terms of his constant changing the personnel and tactics, although technically he's been similar the last few games, but he's got to start trying to forge some relation in that team.
0: Well, he could certainly do with a striker, couldn't he? And in all amidst all the mad spending that they, they engaged in in the recent window, they didn't bring one in. Romelu Lukaku, of course, on loan at Inter Milan. Would he be the answer? Now, many Chelsea fans might say, yeah. Why is he not
2: still on the scene? Well, why is he you not why. on the scene? Persona non grata would seem. <laughs> they made a deal to get rid of him because him and Tuco didn't get on. So when he left to inter Milan, and then of course Tuco left and Potter come in, I don't think it'd probably be an option in the contract to bring him back. But would he would he make Chelsea better a hundred percent? He is more or less more or less a one in two in his goals in this country. At West Brom, Everton, even United. And although his worst season came at Chelsea and when they bought him 15 goals, they do a lot for that now. The other thing is, who is better than him? Who they're going to get? You know, there's rumours, I I think, they have they done the deal for Nkuku to come in the summer? I'm not sure he's going to score more goals than Lukaku would. He's a good player, by the way. Yeah, But they're spending more money again when they've already got one. And, of course, they already are, we spoke on this show about Aubameyang, of course, who, again, is a one-in-two goal-scorer in the Premier League. Yeah, But they didn't want to play him. Potter's decided not to use him. I don't know how he is training. I know all about people talking about his attitude. The one thing I see when I see Aubameyang play, he plays high up. He makes runs like a striker. And he will score more goals than Havertz. One hundred million percent. So why is he not playing him? God knows. Because I would be looking at saving my job, not, not picking the night, the bet, the one who runs around the most in training or hits the most numbers with the with the So stats. you threw Obama Yang into the mix now? Three six weeks ago. They haven't got a striker, Jim. And is that the answer to the woes? It's not the answer long term if he doesn't really think he's at it or his attitude or his application's correct. But he makes every time I see him play for Chelsea, he makes good runs. He just hasn't had the people there to feed him. Now we've got all these new players in a bit more controlling games, a bit more creativity. Put him in the team; he will score more goals than Havertz. His link-up play might not be as good; he might not look as silky, but he's a goal scorer. He's proven it; he's done it in this league. You've got a, you've got a nine. Use him. Mm-hmm. Fix the the relationship. Give him a kick on the back. Do what you need to do as a leader to motivate the player you need to keep you in a job.
0: Yeah. The Lukaku debate, though, Simon's a box of tricks because Inter Milan chief uh, (laughs) Bepi Marotta says, Lukaku to stay next year was too early to decide whether or not he stays with them, that means. He'll return to Chelsea. We'll see what happens after that. He wants to stay with us at Inter, for sure. We know Romelu's
1: intentions, so we'll see if we can get it to work for him. I mean, what's going on with him? About a bit of courtesy. How about you can't speak about other people's players? You've been given an opportunity to take him on loan. He's mm. not your player. And I would have thought that you might wanted to wind your neck in. Maybe something's been lost in translation. You know, if Chelsea want Luomalu Lukaku back at Chelsea, given the fact they paid Milan 19 million mm. quid for him, back he'll come and and hopefully he will perform at a level of Chelsea determined he's their number nine, commensurate with what he got bought for and what he gets paid. Because he's the one that created this problem. He's the one that created the riff of Thomas Tuchel. He's the one that's wasted Chelsea's money. So I don't particularly appreciate this particular Inter Milan official talking out of turn about someone else's player that's merely on loan to them. Going to Graham Potter, well, Ballyang, to me, is 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 a problem player and he seems to be a problem player wherever he goes. But he's not giving him a chance. Well, there must be a bloody good reason. There must be a very good reason because Grand Potter can see in front of his own eyes what we can see, which is a side that is is very much in games but can't score goals to win games. Yeah, but if you, I understand your point. But if you've got
2: a player who you know can do what you need, you've got no one else who can do it. Surely, over a couple of week period, you do. You use your leadership qualities to get him on board, get him a bit fitter,
1: kick him up the backside, put your arm around him, do what you need to do. And that's assuming that we, in our mind's eye, the recollection that we have of a Bamiyang is now commensurate with what level he's at now. I've seen enough. And you're probably right, but Potter can't be that obtuse that he sees the problem, knows the problem, yet ignores the solution. He can't be that obtuse. And if he is, then what's he ever doing at managing a football team of any level? And now we're
0: here in the same same breath, uh, Danny, that somebody who is very welcome and very popular at Stamford Bridge, Mateo Kovacic, might well be on his way come the summer to Manchester City. Well,
2: I don't see that, but I love Kovacic, I'm a big fan of him. I was from day one and he was patient when he first went there to get his game time, but he's played a lot of games over the past few years and been brilliant for Chelsea. I think the fans really appreciate him. Is he good enough to get in their best eleven still with all the players if signed? Yes he is. So why would you be looking to get rid? I he is twenty what is he, twenty eight, twenty nine, so look, this all ain't let's not put it all on Graham Potter. The income the incomings and outgoings at Chelsea all, aren't all on his shoulders. You know, he's not dictating all of that. We know that. And and he has to deal with that. But Kovacic, if you're asking me from a footballing perspective, not a business perspective, because I know they're running a business as well and they've brought a lot of players in, so there's an expenditure and income and all that. Would I be wanting to keep him if I was a coach? Damn right. Specifically for his experience of nothing else? No, forget his experience. His quality he keeps the ball. He demands it off the back players. He gets you from the, the defensive third to the attacking third. He won't get you many goals. But if you want to play two holding players, he could be one of them because he's a terrific footballer. He's played on the biggest stage. He's brave. He's comfortable. He's technically gifted. Nightmare to play against. So your argument this morning would be, in terms of digging
0: Potter out of the jammies in, Kovacic, got to play. Obama Yang,
2: got to play. I would... I. Look, as I said before, and I need to reinforce this, I'm not seeing him training. If he's a joke on the training pitch and he's jacked it in, let's say. Who, Bamia? Yeah. yeah, then you can't play him. If the other lads are going and he's taking the mickey, then, you know, you got to get him out of the door. I, I understand. I, I'm not, I don't see that when I've seen him play. I've seen him make run
1: after run after run and not get a ball. Your and argument would put... be Simon is one chance too many. But he What's hasn't up, he started not, about not, five but not, games. But not at Chelsea. You know, my argument has been that he was absolutely right to be dropped, kicked out of the door at Arsenal. I said to him at the time that he'll go to Barcelona. So I think that was the right course. decision, by the way. Yeah, absolutely it was. He'll go to Barcelona score goals, but it will type, would be a problem. They couldn't get him out quick enough. You know, Chelsea... But that did... was because of their financial position. Really? And they wanted to sign well, they, Lewandowski. Well, they and other players. They, they had the money to be able to find other players. But the point is, there may well be to make, make, make room for Lewandowski, but notwithstanding that, he came to Chelsea, and you would expect him to do a job. There must be something that we aren't seeing that is not evident, that means that Potter... Who isn't stupid, well, tell doesn't you what, see him as a solution. Because the what, problem is clear, Chelsea don't score goals to win games. One no one of I managed
0: th- yet to play 90 minutes yeah, one of the
2: things. One of the things that's changing in football a lot, especially even with forward players now, there's not many passengers. So, lo- some, You used to always have a striker in teams gone in years gone by where you would never see them defend too much. There wasn't lots of Ian Rushes out there who would press from the front. Managers now like players who can do the physical stuff without the ball. And a not good at that, and I don't think that's him being a bad character. I think that's just the way he's always played. He's been a forward who scores goals. He's not particularly tenacious. He's not. He's not got the the Mane desire to go after people mm, and mm. people like that. I don't think. I don't think Potter wants to carry a passenger. Sometimes you. But have you to, think you should see him against Leeds this weekend at Stamford Bridge. Hundred percent, hundred percent. If he's fit, play him up high on the shoulder. Let the other lads because they'll have plenty of possession. They've got. They should have enough quality to find a striker who makes the currently he the makes.
1: only passenger at Chelsea is Graham Potter. Mm. He's the passenger. You bring a manager in to resolve problems, not to create them. He's currently creating problems for the ownership. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat, outspoken with White and Jordan.
0: Cool fact.
1: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: Simon, last night I immediately thought of you when it appeared on Twitter, and I started reading it. Connor Ben on social media in no fewer than 1,124 words, decided to release a statement in response to the World Boxing Council's verdict on his failed doping test, highlighting serious and troubling issues with the testing process. And Mm -hmm. I'm looking at you, Simon, and I know exactly where this is going to go. What does he say? Well, he says, amongst other things, this, the WBC have declared me innocent of being a drugs cheat and then he goes on to say I feel like the WBC statement did a disservice to my defence which was based upon a comprehensive scientific review of the testing procedures which set out a number of reasons why we believe the results were completely unreliable and proved beyond any reasonable doubt that I am innocent Mm. in your eyes today is Connor Ben
1: totally innocent? no did he feel a drugs test and still has to argue well, his way yeah. out of it? What Connor is saying, and I find myself incredibly conflicted because I really want Connor Ben to be a success and I really want him to be everything he can be, and I really like the lad. But we're in a situation where Conor Ben seems to only like the outcomes that suit him. The WBC seemed to have acted as his defence in this. He bought a 270-page dossier detecting that the Varda process was flawed and that equipment wasn't working and texting processes were this and people were excluded from that. And the WBC didn't seem to like that very much, so they found a defence for him. And I've never heard anything so preposterous. They found a defence... What do you mean, they found a defence for well, him? Well, they found the defence... They exonerated him if that's what you want to call this right because the burden of proof is much lower it would seem on the wbc who have no jurisdiction here whatsoever so it's almost irrelevant and it's a tactic of connor ben's team to build a case for him to launch off right the bottom line is is they've gone to them with this particular set of, set of sessions the wbc have looked at it and gone well we don't consider those to be valid but what we do think is that did you look at your diet? Ah. OK, so when you are bring a, a case in front of a judge, it's the judge's alternative opportunity to become a defence team as well. And ultimately, what they've now suggested is that the reasons why Conor Ben shouldn't be sanctioned, not that they have any jurisdiction to sanction him anyway, and the reasons why he should be allowed back in their rank- rankings is because there was a uh, an overindulgence in eggs. Now, with that in mind, Conor Ben is now saying that WBC have misrepresented their position didn't quite give the statement that he and his guys wanted, mm. and he wants to correct that. It's really, really simple, Connor. It's really, really simple. Why don't you just appear in front of the British Boxing Board of Control, stop making preposterous observations about how you're going to sue them, and follow through their guidelines and clear your name? And I cannot understand what Connor is saying about this agenda with the British Box. I have seen nothing privately and publicly that the British Boxing Board of Control have done. To give Connor one iota of a position around unconscious bias or prejudice in terms of his position. he's been offered the opportunity to go to the British Boxing Border control. He's told him to do one. Why? Well, one can only assume that he has concerns about their processes and maybe he feels that UCAD's testing regime gives him cause for concern. Only Conor Ben can answer that because what he's telling you right now is, everybody, is a conspiracy theory. The British Boxing Board of No Control, as I call them, have sat here systematically making his life difficult, taking away his earning ability. What were they supposed to do when a VADA test came back with a with a negative result. sorry, a yeah. positive result. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. had to do something. His lawyers shut them down. You know the dossier. His the... lawyers his lawyers shut the British boxing border control down. But the dossier Jim,
2: Simon, that, and just lay, on layman's terms here, the dossier, as far as I'm aware, and li- li- reading between the lines, is basically saying that the testing process initially that found them lo- the is useless.
1: And the WBC didn't accept it. Now, you could look into that and say, well, maybe if we want to go down the conspiracy rabbit hole, the WBC suddenly found some failings in their Varda system and would rather not that be brought to attention, so they couldn't admit that, so they've is, given him an alternate defence. They deny that. But they've given him an alternate defence. I know,
2: but if there is truth in that dossier about the the way this, the lab's set up and about the and contamination. It, and it's the same truth that will find itself into UK That's what I'm, No, but will it... Will, can he not say that
1: to the British board? Well, look, he can take whatever he wants to take Of them. course. But what Connor has, has elected to do is not to face the British... The yeah. problem for Connor is, is when this situation manifests itself he was licensed by the British Boxing Board of Control, which means he can be dealt with by the British Boxing Board of Control. And unless he faces them and deals with them and stops making ridiculous observations about how he's going to sue them, he's going to find himself in a situation where he's not going to be able to fight in this country for a significant period of time. And if that's what he wants, that's what he's going to get. What's the alternative if he does stand in front of them? What's the alternative? And they find him guilty, he will never fight anywhere. Ba- no, no, of course he'll get banned, and then we'll what? Have, everywhere. No, yeah, at every him he'll be banned. Yeah, in and every then, country. And then what will happen? Yes, and then what will happen is is what will happen is, is he'll come back and redeem himself in the same way that Canelo Alvarez did, Tyson Fury did, and a whole raft of other people. Why, have done. why
2: would you do that to yourself? Then there's no, no, it's completely understandable why, why he's not going. Why, for why them.
0: do you think Conor is deciding at this stage in the proceedings that? Uh, attack is the best line of defence. So he Because he, he says here, as for the British Boxing and border Control, they attacked me publicly and privately during the most difficult time mm. of my life. But where? Treating me with utter contempt but and where? without any consideration for the fair process
1: or my mental but, state. But where? This is the point I can't understand because I'm never for the establishment. I'm the last person that would be for the establishment. So I'm not for it. I want, a, I want an effective governing body, but I don't want that one that gets ahead of itself. You point me somewhere, because I can't find it, you tell me and show me where the British Boxing Board of Control have done anything to Conor Ben besides ask him to appear before them. Mm-hmm. He failed a drugs test, a VADA test. Now, he's now contesting that via his very smart lawyers that are, that are doing a number on the lesser lawyers of WBC and the lesser lawyers of perhaps UCAD. But you can, if you can tell me, because I can't find it, and I've looked really deeply, I've done a deep dive into this, what is it exactly that British Boxing Board of Control have done to you, Connor? Besides, invite, you told them to do one. You sent them a cease and desist letter the moment they got test results. You stopped them from having a dialogue with you. You've torn your licence up. You want so what is it that Robert Smith and the British Boxing Border Control have done to you that's prejudiced your position besides say you've got to account for it. You've gone off to the WBC. Have you ever heard of a person judging you finding an alternate defence for you? They found an alternate defence for him. To protect themselves. They, well, I don't know what the motivation's for a line is.
0: Are you you're telling us today that as far as you're concerned, you are no further forward no. in your thinking regards Ben? than you were on the very day you and I sat in the studio and what came through around this time, the back of 12 noon, Conor Ben, it is being reported, has failed a drugs test and it's throwing the fight against Eubank Jr. into jeopardy.
1: I'm worried that Conor Ben is believing some of the things that he's being told by very clever people telling him how to say it and ultimately suggesting that if he says things long enough and hard enough and, and over a significant period of time, people will subscribe to the view. Of course, if you sit there and go, well, someone can't be guilty if they're prepared to shout this loud, yeah. if they're prepared to call things out this loud, surely they can't be guilty. Well, why beginning... don't you go in front of the British... Bo- OK, Connor, tell us. Just tell us so we can all understand what the British Boxing Board of No Control, as I call them, have done. Well, maybe what is it spokes- they've done that's disrespected you? What is it they've done that's 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 start what you give you a late decision? Could they have cancelled it early? Should they have stepped in after the first test and gone, fine, that fight's off? Yeah, I reckon they should have done. Right. but the point is what else have they done to stop you going through is there no fair process here well
2: he might tell you if you spoke to him you said at the beginning of the conversation he, he's a good lad Maybe can, easily, a,
1: can you not give him the benefit of doubt he's easily well he's been controlled by his lawyers his lawyers are telling him what he can and can't say right. Right. that's a statement written by his lawyers I suspect and everything that's come out has been via his lawyers I spoke and to
2: him not that long
1: ago Sam,
0: and he was yeah, prepared was to give us like a 15-20 word yeah, you'll Steve, see man. I'm innocent yeah,
1: yeah, yeah and, and continue no, to everybody, protest everybody, is everybody in the sport Jim everybody that I know wants him to be innocent most people I've spoken to in sport believe him not to be so. It's really simple. Go in front of British Boxing Board Control, get Because they're talking about going to the Court of Arbitration of Sport. You can't go to the Court of Arbitration of Sport until you've been sanctioned. Yeah. You haven't even been sanctioned yet. Yeah. Stand in front of British Boxing Board of Control. Feel that you've been done undone fairly. Take it to Cass. Yes. That's your process. Connor, if you're listening, mate, yeah,
0: your statement went on and it went on a fair bit. 1,124 words, but were none the wiser. Danger. Flammable exchanges ahead. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show.